Hey guys, this is Noble Crawford with the Hospitality Cashflow Podcast. You are listening to the Fearless Investor Podcast with my good friend Kyle Stanley. Hey, keep listening to conquer the world of investing. I believe true wealth cannot be measured by your income. It is instead measured by your availability of choices, especially the choice to live life on your terms. I also believe there are many ways to create wealth, but one thing is for certain. You have to have a laser focus on one path. My path, Airbnb, but I also believe in education and expanding your mind. Education helps you take off the blinders of life and see opportunities you never saw before. Join me on this journey of learning how to create wealth in Airbnb, real estate, and so many more investment strategies. Together, we can conquer the world of investing. My name is Kyle Stanley, and this is the Fearless Investor Podcast. Welcome into the Fearless Investor Podcast, everyone. You are in for a serious treat today. We've got Noble Crawford, the host of the Hospitality Cashflow Podcast. And man, I mean, an incredible story, first of all. It's going to be touching um, and definitely uh, one that I think will hit a lot of you, especially those of you that are in commission-based jobs or in nine-to-five jobs where you just don't feel appreciated. Um, this, I mean, one of the, the roughest stories that I've heard um, and, and just inspiring stories, honestly, is, is a better word for it. But he's also going to share with us how he went from pretty much zero to 30 units in arbitrage, how he mastered his pitch, how you can master your pitch, and also how he's getting some bookings off platform and how he's doing that to be able to make more money and get a better stream of business. So lots of great things to touch on today with Noble. But before we get started, make sure that you've already reviewed this podcast. We need that help from you. Every review, every rating that we get on this podcast helps us to get out to more people. So if you are listening right now in your car, don't do it while you're in your car, but please just make a little mental note when you're done with this podcast, pull over to the side of the road and just leave those five stars and a nice little one to two sentence review. That would help us out so, so much. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed and commenting on the video. That's easy enough too, right? All right, so let's get to it right now with Noble Crawford. Uh, he's going to be talking to us about some serious, serious rental arbitrage action and how you can do the same thing. Hey guys, welcome into the show. And before we get to our guest, Noble Crawford, I do want to ask you, can you really make money in Airbnb? Well, as you'll see today in this episode, that's exactly what we're talking about. The answer is definitely yes. And I'll tell you uh, that it is the real deal and you really can do this business, especially without even owning a property. Uh, when I learned this back in May of 2019, I went from zero to 25 properties and that's 25K per, or sorry, 20K per month net after expenses. And guess what? You can do the exact same. All you have to do is download our Airbnb Kickstart course. It's right there at fearlesskyle.com to get the first steps and the path going from zero to 25 units, just like I did. Go to fearlesskyle.com, download the Airbnb Kickstart course. Now with that, let's go ahead and get to our guest today coming from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. we got Noble Crawford. He is the host of the Hospitality Cashflow podcast. Thanks for joining us, Noble. I appreciate you, man. Oh, thanks for having me. Awesome. Okay. So before we get started, you know, you've been doing this for a while. I'm sure you've got some stories here. So what's, what's the most interesting story you've got for us Airbnb related to get this thing started off? Oh man. Most interesting. Um, I'll tell you about one of my early, early start stories. So uh, one of our first units, actually, um, we, we, we got it up and running. It was in the, it was, uh, you know, we we're getting ready to go on vacation actually. So we we're going to Florida and um, the unit had its first guest while we were in Florida. So okay. we already had 
everything set up. We had our, our housekeeper in place. This is the first time we were using this housekeeper. So um, the stay goes fine. Everything's great. Guest checks out. Housekeeper comes to clean. And we have doorbell cameras so we can see everything that's happening. So yeah. housekeeper goes in to clean. And then we notice when she's done, she's coming out of the property with some of our belongings that it, it was not trash, not stuff to be discarded. <laughs> uh, it was actually some stuff that should have stayed in the property. So we like are in Florida looking at our doorbell camera, freaking out because the housekeeper's stealing our stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, obviously we ended up getting rid of her and retrieving our stuff. Uh, right. Very, uh, very interesting start. Oh my gosh. Can I ask you where you found her? Oh man. Oh, we found her on this particular one. We found on turnover B and B. Oh my um, gosh. So great platform, but vet the housekeepers or the cleaners. Just started poaching on uh turnover B and B, huh? That's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, Hey, you learn the hard way sometimes. Uh, but that's a great start to the show here, man. I, I'd love to just kind of get people, um, in the know of your story. And, uh, you know, we met on clubhouse a lot, like a, a, a number of big time Airbnb people that I've been able to connect with. And it's, it's just pretty wild to see, um, how, you know, you think you're doing big things, then you meet people like Noble, you meet people like Julie, you meet people like Mark, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing anything. So <laughs> talk, talk to the audience really quick. What was life like before Airbnb and when did it end up bringing you to the Airbnb uh, business model? Yeah, absolutely. So my background is actually in um, technology uh, and hospitality. And so um, I first got into the hospitality space in, in my early 20s. And uh, I was working in a hotel and, um, you know, I was part of the conference division. Uh, and then there was an opening that came available in uh, uh, what, what's called audiovisual, especially the, the event space, the live event space. And so, so I jumped into that, which is, you know, the technology, large live event side. And, um, you know, and, and I love that field and kind of uh, grew uh, in that space over, over 20 years. Uh, long story short, I ended up in a, in a sales position uh, as my last W-2 uh, job that I had. And um, during that time, my, my wife uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh and, so, um, and so, um, you know, she, she had the surgery and everything. And, well, you know, in the, the surgery went well and everything. But then in, in the post-operation at ICU, uh, she actually flatlined in the ICU. And oh she was gosh. gone like three or four minutes. And then of course they ended up resuscitating her, thankfully. And um, uh, turns out she was allergic to morphine. So they put on a morphine drip after the brain surgery and it was causing her organs to shut down. Oh um, my gosh. So, so they brought her back. So then I was in a position where um, after that surgery, because it was so serious, um, she had to relearn things. So she had to learn how to walk again, learn how to use some of her motor functions and, and, you know, bring the fork to her mouth and things like that. And, and so I had, I stayed home from work um, for a period of time, because I had to make a choice between go to work and, you know, you know, try to keep earning some money or stay home and take care of my wife. And so I opted to take care of my wife. Mm. So I missed some time at work and I'm in sales. So a uh, highly commission based sales. Right. Right. So uh, I, when I returned to work, I was pulled into a company wide sales meeting or, you know, a nationwide company wide sales meeting. And I got berated in this meeting for having dismal sales numbers and everybody knew what I was doing, but the company CEO chose to like, you know, put me on blast that, you know, that my numbers were terrible. Oh. And so I made a decision at that point, like, I, you know, 
I, uh, I am not going to be in this situation again. So a couple of more years, I ended up doing some really significant, you know, seven figure jobs that landed me large commissions. And I cashed out of that position and I started a marketing agency. Um, and I, and I, and I still have that today. Um, but, um, in 2017, we were introduced to this opportunity with, uh, short-term rentals. And, uh, so the marketing agency is great. It's, it's a, it's a great business model. Um, but it's, it's, it's very much still hands-on day-to-day meeting metrics and KPIs and all kind of marketing sure. terminology. Very active. It's, you know, if you do it right, you can scale it to where you're working an hour or two a day in your business. Yeah. And uh, so that appealed to me. And we dove right in. The rest is history, as they say. Wow. So first of all, your wife is good today. She's full health. She's a hundred percent. The only thing um, she lost her taste and her smell for life. Um, had to do what they call cutting the olfactory nerve, which is what controls your taste and smell. But to be alive is his own blessing. So she she's fine. So everyone thinks she has COVID, then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Wow. Well, thank, yeah, thank God she's alive. And, um, it, that sounds like just such a pivotal time in your life. Can you just, you know, kind of reflecting on that, I'm sure during the time, you know, when, when we're going through these difficult times, we're like, why is this happening to me? But looking back on that, do you, do you see how that's possibly formed the businesses that you have today? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, it, it, it caused me to really um, make a decision on what, what, type of, uh, what type of lifestyle do I want to have? You know, do I, do I want to have a lifestyle where I have time freedom, where I can be there for my, my family and my loved ones and, and stuff, and, uh, you know, as, as needed, as opposed to, you know, me being in a position where I have to request time off, use up vacation time, sick time, do all of this stuff. Um, and so that played a major role in driving kind of like, you know, what I wanted to, to, uh, you know, ultimately experience being in my own business. And so, uh, so, so yeah, does that answer your question? I'm yeah, sure. it does. It does. I, I, you mentioned something there that's very interesting. So, you know, you, you started this marketing company and it sounded like it's doing really well, but you mentioned lifestyle. Um, was that the main reason why you decided to say yes to Airbnb? Because you, you said a little bit earlier that that marketing agency is a little bit more active where this is more passive. So was that one of the big reasons? Yes, absolutely. So when we were introduced to the opportunity by some friends out in California, um, you know, they were doing this business and they weren't working very much in it. But the, the cash flow was, you know, quite significant. And so that appealed to, to us at the time. And we were like, you know, we need to learn more about this. And, uh, and then once we were up to speed on kind of how the business model works and the operations and the automation and things like that, um, we were all in. That's awesome. So obviously Airbnb has a few different business models. You know, we got the ownership, we got arbitrage and co-hosting. What were you introduced to that set your, uh, your fire? Yes. Yeah, so we, from the very beginning, we were introduced to the rental arbitrage model. Uh, we actually wasn't even aware of the other models that existed. So, you know, we were laser focused on rental arbitrage from the off the onset and that's still where we play today. That's great. Okay. And talk to me about just how quickly did you come out of the gates? Um, and how many deals did you have, you know, your first year, just talk about a little bit of the beginning stages of your business. Absolutely. So, um, you know, once we just said, hey, hey, this is what we're going to do, we came right back to Texas, dove right in, 
picked up our first uh, few properties, um, you know, just like the one I explained in the story. And then um, the challenge that we quickly ran into, uh, which I think is the case for a lot of people who are just getting started because of rental arbitrage, uh, at least for us, we're dealing in a multifamily space. So we were going and looking to talk to property management companies, uh, landlords, owner operators, things like that. And so the problem that we ran into initially was that, um, you know, we didn't understand how to have those conversations to get the yes from the property management company. And so we were hitting brick walls, you know, we were, we were getting a number of no's, you know, and it was a little frustrating because we're like, okay, what are we, what are we doing? We didn't have the script, right? We didn't have it dialed in yet. Um, but once we understood what the pain points were of those property management companies, of those landlords, of those owner operators, we were able to craft the benefit of our business model to meet the needs of their pain points. Yes. And when you can do that, um, that, that's a game changer because that changes the conversation um, and it enables you to, uh, you know, begin to get your foot in the door. Absolutely. So when did you feel like was that, that moment when you were like, okay, we've got this, we, we got the pitch figured out. And so when was that moment? And then how quickly were you able to move after that moment? So honestly, that probably took us three, three and a half to four months to really get it dialed in. Um, we, we, we landed a, um, uh, a small kind of a unit with a, uh, an eight within an eight unit building that's kind of more of an owner operator. And so, you know, I, we did find that kind of driving for a dollar, so to speak, and going out and look for those for rent for lease signs in these mm -hmm. small buildings was an easier point of entry. Um, and so we did that. We, we connected um, another, I, I didn't talk about this, but another thing that I, I did, I was intentional about is going to real estate conferences because right. I knew that that's nice. where these people hung out. And so I met some connections at real estate conferences. We developed a relationship um, and then we were able to obtain some properties that way. And then once we had that experience and we were able to, um, you know, go to these larger communities and say, hey, this is what we do. This is the experience we have. These are the references that we have. Then it was up and to the right, right? We were off to the races. And I would say it probably took us about a year and a half um, to really kind of be at full tilt. Um, and in 2019 is where we um, kind of hit that that two to three dozen point where we got up to like 24 and then 30. Um, and, and then it kind of took off from there. That's awesome. So good. So good. Uh, so there's a few different questions I have. I think what I want to pause one moment for is you mentioned, you know, these objections and you got really good at talking to the pain points. Don't share all of them, but what's like the number one, number two major pain points that you would come across uh, or even objections that you would come across with these landlords? Yeah. So I'll give you a few of them. So right off the gate, they want to know, um, who are you and you know, why should I, why should I let you operate this business model in my sure, property? Sure. Right. Cause they have, cause, cause their core business is taking care of their long-term tenants. So, you know, why should I allow you in here? And then the next thing is, is who are your, who are, who are the guests that you're going to be allowing into my property, you know, and are they going to be disruptive? Right. Because again, they have to look out for number one, which is their long-term tenant base. Right. Uh, and, and then the, the, another thing, another one is that they want to understand, you know, what happens or they want, they want to know how are you vetting your guests? So that's a pain point, right? So who are they and how are you vetting them? And then um, 
are you going to be a burden on my staff? Right. Mm. Because, you know, they, they much prefer when you're able to go in and take care of like light maintenance and stuff and your guests are not calling the leasing office, asking questions, all of that is in, you know, contained uh, in house under, under your brand. And so, so different things like that. And I could go down a, a list, a laundry list of pain points, but those are some of the core ones. Yeah, I think this is a good uh, reason too that whenever I talk about it, it's it's about building up your Airbnb resume, right? You know, you've you've got to be able to show these landlords when they ask, "Who are you? Why should I rent out to you?" You got to be able to either get that first landlord who's willing to take a risk on you, or you've got to be able to build up some sort of um, you know reviews, superhost status, um, references, whatever it is to be able to show people, hey even though you don't know me, here's the people that do know me and here's what they say about me or here's what our business is all about. So I think that in itself is a, is a good learning point, but you asked, you mentioned a question there that I think a lot of people uh, are going to get. And that is how in the world do you know these people are going to take care of my property? Um, how are you vetting them out? So what does that answer look like to you when uh, a landlord asks that question? Uh, so great question. So one of the things that we do when we're starting to engage in this conversation with the landlords, um, specifically if they're not that familiar with the, how the business model works, a lot of education is involved on the front end. And so, you know, if they're wondering, okay, who are your guests? Um, you know, do you run background check on them? How do you vet them? How do we know that they're going to be uh, safe and, and good, uh, you know, good guests in our, in our community? Um, one of the things we'll do is when we're looking at properties, um, because we we concentrate on a few different verticals. So when we're looking at properties, and I'll just give you an example. So one of the sp spaces that we play in is healthcare. And so, uh, for example, if we're in it, if we're looking at a community that is in, say, a reasonable proximity to a medical district or a major hospital or something like that, then we already have an idea of the type of guests that we are going to be focusing on for this specific property, right? And so when we go in and have the conversation with the property management company or with the landlord, we have that guest uh, avatar in mind. Mm -hmm. And so conversation oh, yeah. goes something like this, you know, uh, we may say, you know, we've identified this property of one that is one that we would potentially like to add to our portfolio. We think it would be a great fit for our clients. And typically because we're working uh, either directly or indirectly with the hospitals in the medical district, um, our clientele may look like um, medical professionals such as nurses, such as um, doctors and surgeons that are coming in to perform specific procedures. Uh, yeah. It could even be something as simple as guests, uh, clients that are coming in that are actually having uh, procedures performed and they need accommodations um, post-operation because they're having some outpatient services. Mm. And so, you know, we, we've identified your property as one that we'd love to um, partner with you with to provide accommodations to these type of guests. So that, that, you know, it's kind of word psychology a little bit, right? Um, so you want to frame you, the benefit of what you're bringing to them in language that they would be receptive to. Absolutely. And so using terms like client instead of, you know, Guess. Airbnb guest. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it just makes a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's good. Um, I feel like we could do an entire training on that. But one of the things that you mentioned to me before uh, we got on here 
that I really want to make sure we talk about. And I think I know what you're going to say here based on just the clientele you just mentioned, but you told me that really only about a third of your bookings are actually coming through, um, you know, a OTA such as Airbnb. Um, what does that look like? Explain that a little bit more. Yes. Yeah, so, um, Fortunately for us, we've been able to identify um, some verticals where we can uh, generate direct bookings in. And so I'll, I'll give you an example. So, of course, healthcare is one of those where you can um, partner with medical facilities, hospitals, um, uh, nurse placement um, uh, firms and things like that to generate direct bookings. Uh, but then there's also um, insurance. Insurance is a big one, um, many times overlooked because at the end of the day, there's always going to be a situation where uh, someone has an incident at their house, be it a fire, a flood, termites, whatever the case is, where they're going to need temporary accommodations, uh, sometimes for several months until that issue is rectified. And so being able to partner directly with the companies that provide housing and work with the claims adjusters uh, for insurance providers is huge, huge revenue there. Okay. And so that's another one. So another one is small government. Um, and as an example, you know, we were real strategic about identifying a property that we wanted to operate out of that was across the street from a Raytheon facility uh, headquarters, right? So Raytheon does government contracts and some military defense stuff. And so we knew that, um, you know, we know that playing in the government space, they have lodging per diems. So they have a nightly lodging per diem that is uh, already set, right? And so when you know what that number is, you're able to um, budget properly and you're able to, um, you know, put your forecast together based on that, that hard number. And so we knew that in this location, which was great, across the street from this Raytheon facility, um, with the type of uh, government um, uh, guests that would be coming, uh, this was great opportunities. We ended up connecting with Raytheon directly, learning that they had a third party uh, kind of global provider that they used for travel and housing and things like that. Uh, we found that person through a massive LinkedIn search, was able to identify that person, develop the relationship, and boom, off to the races. So That's just great. things like that. So, I mean, what I'm really hearing is you have to really laser focus in on who's that clientele going to be so that when you do reach out to these people or maybe already have these relationships with these companies that you know you have a great fit for them. So uh, just like a quick, maybe three-step how-to or top five things, whatever, whatever you want to share here, I, what would be like the first few steps if someone was going to try to create these relationships um, in order to get more direct bookings? Where should they start and how should they do that? Got it. So first and foremost, the most important part of that is understanding the type of client that you want to cater to, right? Because that drives so much of, you know, uh, it drives everything else that happens after that. So if you understand that you want to work with medical professionals or if you understand that you want to work, um, you know, with uh, insurance uh, companies, then um, that's going to dictate next who you need to contact, who you need to reach out to. So, you know, pick the client that you want to work with, which determines or dictates who you need to reach out to and have that conversation with. Um, and then that also helps you determine um, which locations are going to work best for this specific demographic. So your, your customer avatar first, your um, 
partner client second, and then your, um, you know, and, and then your location third. Um, and when you put all of those together, and sometimes it doesn't always happen in that order, but when you put all three of those together, um, it has a massive impact on, on how you can uh, create direct bookings. That's awesome. Um, is, is there any specific advice that you have for how to find, you know, these people, you know, I, if I think about nurses, the first thing that comes to mind is, Oh, just call the hospital. But I've, I've done that myself. And a lot of them are like, I don't know which department I'm going to refer you to. So is there, is there a little streamline advice that you have on where to be able to go to find those relationships for call it hospitals, insurance companies, anything like that? Yeah. So, um, great question. One of the methods that we kind of work with our, our, our one-on-one students with is, um, when you're going through that, we, we put them through an exercise where they're trying to, you know, determine their guest avatar basically. And so if one of those, to your example, one of those is, um, you know, traveling nurses, for example, um, and you want to know specifically like how that process works when how do traveling nurses book those reservations? Where do they get their referrals from this and that? Um, we actually do an exercise with our students where we have them contact a traveling nurse, right? To ask those very questions. Very nice. Because if we're starting with the guest avatar or the guest profile and we want to cater you know, to that particular demographic, then it's important that you have an intimate knowledge of how to attract this person, um, right. what their needs are, um, which, which, like I said, drives everything else. And so I would recommend, so Clubhouse is great. Um, LinkedIn's, LinkedIn's great. Facebook groups are awesome. Um, start there because there are Facebook groups for traveling nurses. Um, you know, there are club, there's a new clubhouse room for this very thing. And so I, I would start with asking your um, ideal guest directly, you know, um, to get a lot of those answers and then plugging in with some of these uh, online platforms and forums as well. And that's so good. Uh, I think you said it right on the head and I honestly have not even thought about that is just go straight to the avatar and ask them what in the world they're looking for and how we can find more of them. That's, that's so good. Um, all right, Noble. Hey, you have just provided so much value today. You've got an incredible story. I appreciate you sharing it today. Um, you've also got some education and opportunities to help students as well, especially something new and exciting. So uh, platform is yours right now. Uh, what, what can you tell me about that? Absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate it, Kyle. I know we, uh, we, we uh, have talked about doing this podcast f uh, for a little bit, so I'm super excited that you had me on. But folks can uh, reach out to me and, and uh, listen to the, my podcast, which is the Hospitality Cash Flow. You can always start there. You know, we uh, try to put out content weekly there uh, for free. Um, and then also, we have, I, I offer one-on-one -on -one mentoring. And so, um, I, you know, I'll be honest, that comes with a little bit of a, a price tag attached to it, but that's just because of the nature of it. Um, but I'm also getting ready to start a group coaching program in like mid-April. And so that's a deal. That'll be a great opportunity for folks to uh, tap in and really kind of uh, be a part of a bigger community. And, and, and whether they're getting started or looking to scale, um, you know, folks will be able to uh, tap in with me there. And I'll certainly uh, provide you with the, uh, with, the, with the link where they can uh, get access to that if you want to put in the show notes or anything like that. So, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw it right into the show notes there. Uh, Noble, thanks so much, man. Is there any last words that you have before we log off here? 
Not really. I mean, I, hey, brother, I just appreciate you having me on. Uh, I appreciate the information that you are putting out, uh, just massive amount of valuable information that you're putting out on your podcast and to, you know, to your listeners. So I would, you know, encourage people to, um, you know, to tap into your podcast, you know, and, uh, and, and learn for free, you know, because that's what it's all about. It's, it's us helping each other. So I appreciate the opportunity. Perfect. Hey, Noble Crawford, thanks so much for being on today and helping our audience to conquer the world of Airbnb. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Show notes for this one. We're going to go fearlesskyle.com forward slash hospitality cash flow. And that is, again, the name of Noble's podcast. And guys, what I love here is if you connect more with Noble, you know I have a, a course, you know I have a Facebook group, you know I have all these different things. But if you connect more with Noble, I want you to go and I want you to use nobles coaching either the one-on-one -on -one mentorship that group coaching that he's got coming up those are great opportunities i care more about you coming here and learning and then getting the resources to be successful um if 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 that's if i am the door that you get to open up a little bit and get that foot in the door to be able to open up this amazing world to airbnb and create a new lifestyle for you and your family that's more important to me than just getting a sale on my, my course. So I really encourage you uh, to listen to Noble's podcast. I encourage you to keep on tuning in. As you know, we, we're just bringing on some juggernauts right now when it comes to Airbnb. And a lot of these people that I'm meeting are through relationships, through Clubhouse, uh, and through just putting more content out there. So um, to me, just keep on tuning in here and you're going to just get amazing value from just complete monsters in these businesses that were, especially with Airbnb. So Thanks again for joining us today on the Fearless Investor Podcast. We're helping you to conquer the world of investing. We will see you next time.